0: back. We're on part two. <laughs> for, for you, it's been a week. For us, it's been like two seconds. Um, so Tony Johnson is back. We we just finished recording part one of this interview, which was all about changes that are coming to the PMBOK, and the inclusion of Agile, or the, the increase, increasing inclusion of Agile, and some of the changes to the structure of the PMBOK, and we talked a little bit about the exam and how that's going to change as well. But now we're going to talk about disciplined Agile and some stuff that Tony's been learning about recently. So um, just really quick before we do that, for the folks that didn't tune into the, the first part of the podcast, Tony, can you recap some of your background?
1: Course. Yeah, so um, I run a company called Crosswind Project Management Incorporated, also also known as Crosswind Learning in Carrollton, Texas, uh, the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, over the last 20, 21 years, we've been in business. We were the uh, two thousand eighteen PMI Dallas Company of the Year. What we do is uh, primarily as we we uh, we're starting to do more Scrum Scrum classes, but uh, we've done a lot of. PMI exam preparation, primarily for the PMP, and I've authored 40 books on project management, program management, and business analysis, among other things. So that's uh, that's kind of the basics of of how I got here today. That's a lot of books. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I uh, my editor and I have a real special relationship. It's it's it's. Uh, it's it's almost like a spouse is a fair i think a fair statement
0: wow all right um and so so for those of you who who are listening tony and i have known each other for probably almost 20 years um both traditional project managers and um tony was invited recently to take part in something that came about as a result of some things that took place um last summer when pmi acquired disciplined agile and, and and it's part of their approach to, I mean, how would you explain? How would you explain what they're doing?
1: Well, um, I've never heard exactly what PMI ACP was supposed to be in regards to a comparison with Disciplined Agile. So I don't know if PMI intended to have both, or if they, or if if. They had different plans for ACP, and if that didn't materialize, and they went with Disciplined Agile, I've never heard either direction. But but when they bought Disciplined Agile, um, you know, it, it looks like they're kind of trying to get into the, I guess you would say, the Scrum Alliance, Scrum.org safe space, and um, you know, and and have more of a credential uh, network, if you will, than, than just the PMI ACP that they had originally in the agile space. Um, that said, what what happened in, um, I think in November, I was approached by my local PMI chapter to go to Las Vegas or if I wanted to go to Las Vegas and get some training and become a disciplined, agile chapter champion. And so um I gotta give a shout out to PMI Dallas here because our president Mae Lynn is an awesome leader. Um every chapter other than Dallas had one person there, and I think Dallas had six or seven people there. So Wow. If, yeah, if there's a hot spot for DA on planet Earth, I'd say it's probably Dallas, Texas. Uh, but basically uh they, they had two pilot classes out there. Uh the D A L S N Disciplined Agile Lean Scrum Master Class, which I'm not sure, but the impression I get is that was a relatively new thing because I didn't really see it show up. I what I where I looked on Disciplined Agile's website, I didn't see it show up there. So I
0: it, actually, so I can I can color that in a little bit. So um, I, and actually, I, w- I want to back up a little. So one of the things that took place towards the end of last summer. Um, one thing that happened during the Agile conference was that PMI purchased Discipline Agile, and shortly after that, um, they signed an agreement with Alan Shalloway, and they bought Flex from that Objective. So, um, this is part of this is my interpretation of PMI um, trying to become more established in the Agile space because they've often been seen as sort of the opposite of the Agile space. Um, and while ACP is great, it it was seen as being created from within PMI. So this is something where they went to. Seasoned, known thought leaders in the agile space, and those acquisitions will hopefully help them to to kind of adopt more of, or at least get more credibility within the agile community. Um, Discipline agile is is one of the probably the, the older of the scaling models. It's been around for quite a while. It came out of um, the work that Scott did at IBM, so it's been around for 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 a bit.
1: Okay, yeah, and, and I will say the, the Flex gentleman was in the room for the DALSM training, so I know he did some of it. And, um, and then they also had a second class, which was a Certified Disciplined Agile Coach or CDAC. So I ended up in the coach class, and since it was one day shorter than the other, the, four, the final day I was there, I sat through the, uh, the last day of the DALSM. So I've taken both of those exams and, and what have you. Um, and it was, it was an interesting twist seeing things. Um, you know, I remember when you said, if I saw Scott tell him hi, and I, I happened to see him in the hallway and I said, Hey, can you give me an elevator speech on this? And man, he's, he's had to have given that many times because I think in five minutes he gave me more than, than the coach trainer did the entire day or get my arms around it a lot
0: Scott's a great guy. He's, I, 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 he's, not, he's not just a brilliant guy. One of my favorite things about him is I think it's part of his Canadian sensibility. He's got a very subtle sense of humor that like, you really have to be paying attention to what he's saying to catch all the jokes that he's thrown out there, but he's a really funny guy.
1: I got to admit the last day was not just educational, but entertaining. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so I just looked it up. So 2015 I think is when the book came out. So, um, so from the scaling model, I mean, this has been around for a while, and it was invented by him and Mark Lyons when, when they were at um, IBM Rational. So that was 2006-2012. Um, so other than Scrum of Scrums, this was is sort of one of the original scaling models.
1: Yeah, and it seems like a lot of the other organizations have tried to have something that, you know, let us let Scrum stretch or scale, if you will, Um you know, there was a there were a lot of pieces about this. I will say, in the initial training, they gave us about six different books that were very thin, and you know, it was it wasn't the thing to keep to keep on top of which book was being referenced. So we gave them feedback that we suggest you just integrate things into one, you know, one manual. But um, but in in doing it, you know, I will admit I don't have a lot of safe exposure. I've got a fair degree of scrum exposure and agile in general, but I just haven't really gone down the safe path yet. And, it, you know, it looks like if you didn't know better that disciplined agile would compete with safe. And um, I guess some might say that, but when you actually look at, you know, your life cycle and determining your way of work, uh, you know, safe is an approach that you could that you could go within disciplined agile. So there's a uh, you know if we think about you know if we think about you know part one of our interview where we talked you know talked briefly about the agile side of things versus the traditional waterfall, uh, the waterfall approach, people don't generally like the prescriptive approach like you have to swallow something whole like we discussed. Yeah and at the same time, if you look at the scrum guide while it's you know while it's not an 800 page book you know it's kind of, it's it's a good it's a good thing that gets the job done but if you have to kind of think outside the box and you kind of need a framework of where do i go what do I, or what sort of things should i be doing or what sort of things should i care about I think disciplined agile lends itself to that really well because the you know like the context counts phrase, uh, you know, or I, I think it's in context or context counts. I just remember the word context, you know, because it's it's all what am I trying to accomplish? Well, what's the best way? You know, what's my my wow my way of work, if you will.
0: Okay. So what 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 do you think that somebody who is a seasoned project manager needs to know about dad when they're, or flex? I don't know if they covered that at all, but. Um,
1: I, will, I will admit I wasn't there for the flex part of it. I think that was on day one. So okay. I'm not going to try to imply that that I was exposed to that. I think the thing is, you know, if, if you're trying, if you're a traditional project manager or a, an agile practitioner and you're trying to do scrum and maybe you're having some some growing pains trying to scale it, you know, or saying, well, how is it going to work outside of IT, for example, uh, or outside of development? I think, you know, I think DA fits, fits really well with, you know, figuring out that way of work. Um, you know, there's, there's a variety of options. There's, uh, for example, they have the process blade. So you could do things at the enterprise level, IT level, and DevOps, agile delivery, uh, you've also got, uh, you've also got process goal diagrams, which are, to me, they kind of feel like ITOs, if you will, or inputs, tools, techniques, and outputs in the PMBOT guide. They're kind of in the spirit of it, in my opinion. But, uh, when you think about the, the process goal diagrams that come with the documentation, uh, for example, they might say, you know, secure funding. Okay. The first thing you need to do is choose funding strategy. And if, if the things that you would do there have an arrow pointing up, then it's generally suggested that you, you would do something more toward the top of the list than the bottom of the list, for example. That the top of the list is thought of as better than the bottom of the list. And if there's not an arrow, then anything on the list, at least the way I interpreted it, was fair game. You know, so, it, uh, so if somebody's trying to figure out, okay, where do I need to go or what do I need to do next, I think it's a really solid framework.
0: Okay. So I know that one of the things they're trying to do is be pretty agnostic about the different approaches and, and just allow you to pick, I guess, I mean this is sort of what I think you were just saying, is the best tools, the best approaches to solve whatever specific problem you're solving, as opposed to saying, we do Kanban, we do safe, we do whatever.
1: Exactly. Um, they called it choose your wow,
0: way of yeah. work. Um, And one thing that I would just try to caution people on, a lot of times organizations will try to adopt something like Scrum and they struggle with it and they decide it's a scaling problem and they end up moving to a scaling model and all they scale is the inability to deliver work in a short timeframe. um, you have to be really careful and make sure that the, the issues you're struggling with or the problems you're solving are the ones you actually have. It's not always scaling. If you if you don't have teams that can deliver every two weeks, then scaling is not your issue.
1: Um, yeah, the, kind of the five-why mentality there, Dave. You know, if you ask why up to five times and you're you know, at around four or five, it's like we can't deliver every two weeks. Scaling isn't going to fix that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things that's cool for, you know, as somebody who is – um, I still consider myself to be a traditional project manager. a um, thing about this approach that does sort of sync up with what happened with the ACP is that they didn't that they didn't lock in on any particular approach to Agile. And um with discipline agile, I mean you can do Safe, you can do Scrum, you can do Kanban, you can do DevOps, you can do, you know, whatever approach you want, as long as it's going to deliver on the thing, which which ties all the way back to the Agile Manifesto. It's not about process, it's about delivering value for the customer.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, so if we think about like the process goal diagrams, I found those extremely helpful. So it's like somebody like me with a PMBOK guide wired in my brain, uh, you know, I looked at those process goals and, and I was, and I immediately said, okay, so what potentially are we trying to do here? And, uh, you know, and, and so like when you connect the dots, you know, as far as, you know, getting a team formed, aligning with with your enterprise direction, exploring scope, things like that, figuring out, you know, what, what your process goals are, then, you know, then that, I think it's called uh, choose your wow way of work book, which is about an inch and a half thick. You can basically like, if you look at, if you didn't know what a stage gate was, you could look it up in that book and it would give you the choose your wow interpretation of what is the stage gate or what's time and materials or what have you. Yeah. And you can make, you know, so you can make an informed decision instead of a misinterpretation about what a particular item might might be intended to be in the in the disciplined agile approach.
0: Now, from what you learned, would somebody have to abandon the PMBOK in order to be able to take this kind of an approach?
1: I don't think they would have to abandon it, but I think it would be more like you have a layer of that in your brain and you refer to it as needed. Um, okay. You know, I think, uh, like, when I look at a standard-type document, I start to, you know, shameless plug coming here, I start to look at information and how it can be reformatted and repackaged or reinterpreted the crosswind way. Yeah. So that's, you know, when I saw this stuff, I immediately started going, oh, yeah, boy, if I was making products for this, I could do this, I could do that. And so, but that's that you know that's that framework layer, if you will. And I don't I don't mean uh, you know what's a project, what's a project manager, but just the what's the basic structure of it. And um, so you're not going to see you know item for item you know in in combat guide it's this and it's word for word in DA. But for example, in you know in the PMBOK guide, you're going to have the scope management knowledge area in DA. You're going to have explore scope. Yeah.
0: yeah. So there's parallels there.
1: Yeah, and and I, you know, explore scope is going to have things like a product backlog, or you know, I forget if it has a WBS or not. In a more traditional sense, I would assume it does. But uh, you know, where where you know, scope management in the PMBOK guide is not going to have a, a product backlog, for example. So you know, so you could, uh, a practitioner should be able to see some parallels, but it's not going to be word
0: for word. Okay. Now, what was the coolest thing you learned while you were there?
1: I liked the, you know, I like learning new things and seeing new ways to process things. And I will admit, you know, at Crosswind for probably the last 12, 13 years, we've done what I call agile program management, which is our own kind of hybrid of scrum and program management. Because when I update a product line, I might I might have a hundred products that are created, be it soft or physical copies. Um, and doing it each project at a time just doesn't get it done. So, so but when I try to do traditional scrum, as far as, you know, tracking things and what all, it's, it's, I always feel kind of like I'm a contortionist. And so some of the things I saw for like, like, uh, where they talked about lean, about lean, where you might have rapidly changing requirements and things like that. Uh, yeah. some of that, you know, some of that made me feel a little less, a little less weird about how my, how my, how my, instincts are about what our product flow sh- or product workflow sh- should be like. Okay. Well, We made some adjustments, you know, like, like if, if something comes up, a customer needs something and you know, the GM can't do it, tech support can't do it and it gets escalated to me, it gets added to the sprint and I don't lose, I don't lose sleep over, you know, breaking a, breaking a sprint rule, you know, because it goes back to rule one that we have, which is to take care of people.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if, if people want to learn more about this, I mean, they can obviously go to PMI.org slash disciplined agile, and I'll include a link to the, to that in there as well. And I'll also include one to, to Alan Shalloway's stuff too. Um, are you offering training in this? Are you going to be offering training in this stuff? We don't plan
1: to offer training in it at this point. Um, you know, the thing is where it's, where it's at, I I think, I think, one thing that's going to that's that's keep, keeping us from doing it at the moment is PMI's program on it, and just just the cost. Um, I think it's you know approximately seven to ten thousand dollars a year to be a partner in that area, and I just don't know how much demand. I don't know if there's sufficient demand to justify that. Yeah. You know, so as an example, when I wrote a PGMP book, at one point I had fifty percent of the market. And the only person that made money was my editor, and so um, you know. So we're we're going to take kind of a wait and see approach to see what what the demand looks like for it. Uh, you know, I think this champion thing that PMI is doing with the chapters is great for us to go to PMI chapter meetings. And if anybody wants to learn about learn about DA and they want to talk to somebody about it, we're available. But I think it's on PMI to get the cut to get corporate, I don't want to say corporate America because it's international, but, you know, corporations and business world. Yeah. Businesses excited about wanting to do DA instead of just safe or instead of just, you know, scrum or what have you.
0: Yeah. And and I didn't know how you were going to answer that question, but I do want to just mention that I'm glad the way that you answered it. Um, there's a lot of different organizations out there right now that are offering new certifications. You've got the Scrum Alliance certification, the PMI certifications, you've got IC Agile, you've got all these different different types of certifications available and they're all great in their own way. But until one of them really captures the business world as somebody who's working in this field, um, you have to kind of pick which certifications you're going to go for. And in terms of employability, um, that's an important consideration. So if you need it for your job, if you need it to get a job, that's the ones you pursue. But uh, do you do you agree with this statement right now that it's still the, the PMP, <clears throat> the Scrum certifications and the SAFE certifications seem to be the ones that are drawing the most attention?
1: I would say so. In fact, uh, in I think in January, we had a, a round table type discussion at PMI Dallas uh, and f- for the audience that showed up for the chapter meeting and we talked about our perspective on what disciplined agile was and one common question kind of an underlying theme was you know why do i care about this and right. you know and, and i see the value in it but again it goes back to pmi getting getting companies to say we are doing this so that they say we want to hire DA people instead of safe people or scale, scaled, scale and agile or
0: is that the right name for it Dave's uh, Well, safe is scaled agile, so you could say safe or less or or whatever um but yeah you're right until they capture the business market uh, which is you know it's i'm excited to see what happens with this with, with PMI i'm excited for Scott i'm excited for PMI i think it's a really cool partnership but it is going to be about them capturing the eyeballs of the business people yeah and the two the two founders
1: of da while i've met scott i've not met i mark i think mark is his name but mark uh, lines, yeah yeah you know and i get the impression they're used to being out in front of in front of com- companies saying here's why you need da or being out in front of cios etc saying here's why you need da i don't know if their elevator speech or how they're perceived is going to change as a result of being acquired by pmi i mean it you know, change for the positive Could change. I, I would, I would hope not for the negative, but, uh, you know, but if somebody if somebody was currently doing safe and didn't see value in the PMP, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how that would be received for example.
0: Yeah. I mean, to me, I guess I like all the people that, I mean, I know a lot of the people that have created these things that they're all great people and they all mean very well. It's just, to me, they're like different languages you learn to speak. Um, and they're all, you know, beneficial in different ways. And I think the more of them you learn, the easier it becomes to learn other ones. But just like a language. But
1: I, um, I will admit, you know, I I I stopped counting at the number of certifications because I can teach I can teach a class on a variety of things. And I'm really good at taking tests. But uh, <laughs> I will admit, you know, you give me a pinball guide and a few layer a few iterations of it. You give me a BABOK guide. You give me some Six Sigma exposure. And after a, after a while, I kind of compare it to a shotgun. You know, it's kind of like if I take a shotgun and squeeze it and turn 45 degrees, squeeze it again, squeeze it, you know. I mean, you're getting this overlap of, of yeah. spray of information, if you will. So as you see some of these things that are new to you, there's a lot of stuff in them that's not necessarily new to you. It's just how it's organized or maybe how, or maybe what it might be called.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, dude, thanks a lot for doing this interview, for both of these interviews. Um, if people want to get in touch with you and find out about, you know, the work that you're doing, the classes and things like that, what's the best way for them to reach you? You
1: can reach me. My website is www.crosswind.pm.com. And email is info, I-N-F-O, at Crosswind, that's C-R-O-S-S-W-I, N as in Nancy, D as and David, P as and Paul, M as in Mary.com. Cool, Tony. Thanks
0: a lot for doing this, man.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. Happy to do it. Just let me know anytime. All right. <laughs>